0: Let's open our Bibles, if you would, please. John chapter eight, John chapter eight, verse thirty-one and thirty-two. We, uh, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, "If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will make you free." He talked there about being a true disciple of Jesus. If you really are a true disciple, he says, you will abide in my word. If you abide in my word, it means to remain. It means to live in his word. And we talked, uh, I talked a, a lot about this last week, really a lot about the, the why of, of, of this idea. I want you to look in your bulletin. There's, I got a couple of quotes for you in there. The first one is by a guy named Tasker. You see that there? And it says this, what it means to abide in the Word, in His Word. It means welcoming it, being at home with it, and living with it so continuously that it becomes part of the believer's life. A permanent influence. I love that last part. A permanent, it's influencing the way I think, it's influencing the way I live because I'm living in it. And it's affecting my life. Jesus talked to those there who, it said, you know, he said, you have no room for my word in you and in your hearts. Do we have any room for the word of God in our lives and in our hearts? He says, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. We talked a lot about the benefits, you know, that he's going to give us direction. You know, he's going to change our thoughts and attitudes. He's going to give us blessings, really, as we are in the word. It helps us to know how to pray, it gives us strength, it teaches us, it rebukes us, it corrects us, all these different things of why. Not to mention what we read here in these verses because Jesus wants us to, because Jesus said if we are truly his disciples, we will abide in his word. So I talked a lot about the why, and I think we all get the why part of it. Yeah? One of you does anyways. But but the how part that's that's always crucial. How do you get from the why to the how? how does that you know what does that look like in my life in a, in a person's life what does it how does that take shape? what form does that take and it's a practical things you know and and so I, you say, well why are you going to talk about that again today? I think the reason is because it's absolutely crucial it's so important and maybe it's a little selfish for me because you know I I read what, what John says in third, uh, third John, verse 4. He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. It blesses my heart to know that you're, 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 you're reading the Bible, that, that you're in the Word of God, that it's changing your life. That blesses my heart. Honestly, it breaks my heart when I find out that, that folks are just not in the Word at all. They, they don't, they're not tapped in. They don't know the benefits, the treasures that are found in the Scripture, the Word of God that you and I have. So I want to talk about it again today. Jesus, when he was, uh, you know, in Matthew chapter 4, he was uh, in a battle with Satan, right? Now, you and I, uh, we're, I don't think we're ever going to be important enough that we're going to deal directly with Satan. Okay, but we are still in a war, and it's a spiritual battle. And Satan has all kinds of you know people working for him, and and the world system, the world, our own flesh, we fight against. But he was fighting this battle with Satan, and you know he had he had been fasting, right, and he was hungry. The Bible said he was hungry, and what did what did the enemy say to him? You know, if you really are, if 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 you'll tell these stones, right, to turn into bread, and then, you know, you're going to use your power. What did Jesus say to him? He said this. I'll read it to you. He says, it is written. He quotes what? Scripture. In his battle, in the spiritual battle, he quotes Scripture. He says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, he's saying, you know what? There's something more important than the things of this body, the flesh, the the food. He says the word of God is way more important than that. That's what's going to sustain you. That's what's going to keep you going, is this book here. So I want to to take some time. I've got some things to share. But I also wanted to take a few minutes right now. And Gabe is going to help me out, if if he can wake up there. Uh, And... and, uh, I want to ask you: What are some challenges that you see to being people that are in the Word of God for yourself every day? Maybe, maybe what is a, a testimony that you have about this? Maybe you have some helpful ideas. I just want to open it up, and Gabe's going to bring the microphone around. We, we turn the camera off so the camera isn't looking at you or anything, but we want it on there so people can hear you and what you're saying, and, and other people maybe can benefit. So who has something first? Now, let's kind of not be too uh, long-winded. Let's put it gently. So who, who would like to say something first? It's not working yet. It's uh, number two, right? Not working? There it is.
1: Okay, just this one thing. One time I was extremely depressed and really, really anxious. And when I would read my Bible, I couldn't capture any of the words in my brain. And I kind of stopped reading for a bit. And I was at a church service in South Carolina, and it occurred to me, God made me understand, I wouldn't know when he healed me unless I kept reading every day (laughs) to see if I could understand what he said. So just, if you're going through a tough time like that, don't stop, keep reading, Mm. and you'll be blessed.
0: Mm. I like that. You get plenty of cable there, Gabe, just pull it on out, until now.
2: Okay. Okay, A long time ago, I started reading the Word, but um, during when I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, it was too tough to get up earlier than that to suggest that I would uh, uh, read. Um, but uh, even when I didn't read on those mornings, uh, what I, would, I didn't read that evening either, but uh, I would read every day that I could. On those times, and since that time, I now read pretty consistently. I don't know how many times I've been through the Bible, but uh, you gave me the suggestion last time to uh, read a commentary at the same time, and that that helps to really pull so many more nuggets out too. Um, You know, you're always amazed at what you read, and sometimes you go through and you go, you know, how many times have I read this, and I never saw that. So, uh, you can't get to the point where, oh, I know that already. (laughs) It's not gonna happen.
3: I just found last week's message very encouraging to even if you don't read a lot, even if you read a paragraph, um, that's okay. Because I get very distracted um, with dishes and all kinds of stuff. And, um, but last week I heard that message. And I, I was kind, I was like, okay, even if I read one scripture, and then sometimes that turns into a paragraph or even longer. Thank you.
0: Okay. Over here.
4: I came to know the Lord when I was 15. And at that time, I developed an, a habit of spending time with the Lord in his word. And so I've always had that discipline of reading scripture um, in the morning and before I go to bed at night. Um, So 40 years of being a believer, I've always been in the word. But there were many years when reading the word was more of a habit. Um, But the longer I'm a believer, the more I need his word. And the more... Now, it is life-giving to me. It's not optional. Mm. Um, there were times in my life where it was more, okay, this is something we need to, I need to do because I'm a believer, but now I cannot live without his word. Mm. It, it strengthens me. It heals my heart. He speaks to me through it, and I cannot go without his word in my mm. life because without it, I will fall apart. Mm. So I, I appreciate that you're doing this message because his word truly is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Mm. And without it, um, we cannot be what he wants us to be and we mm-hmm. cannot have what he wants us to have. Amen. Praise
5: God. Um, Three weeks ago, my uncle, who was uh, who is a, a neurosurgeon, he fell sick and he fell in coma for almost two weeks. So I came to church over here and sister, I forgot her name, and she prayed for me and I told her that uh, my uncle was sick, so um, I need a healing. <clears throat> God healed uh, him because He also is healing people. So this is uh, his stand for God to heal him. And that week he came back from coma, even though he's still in the hospital. And that bring my faith uh, very strong now. Every day I read my Bible Mm. and I keep quoting all the scripture that's concerning about healing. So that's what I'm doing Mm and he's recovering day by day. I thank God for the prayer.
0: Awesome, (laughs) nice.
4: Um, I just wanted to share, um, I grew up in a Christian home and I had the really awesome opportunity, it's like making me emotional, Um, learning the alphabet with scripture verses And um, every point of my life, just that memorization when I was younger, just the word that God needs to tell me will come back from memory. Um, And it's just, it's a beautiful gift, especially those of you who are raising your children in the word. Mm -hmm. Um, It's its a very, very beautiful gift. Mm. And I thank God that I have that in my mind and it's always constantly coming back.
0: Mm. Awesome. How about somebody on this side? This side doesn't have a thing to say. Come on. Okay, one more.
3: Bruce. I I like... I can't say that I, I want to. In the spirit, I love to read the scriptures, but you always have that battle with the flesh. We always have that battle. God desires us to discipline ourselves. He gives us the strength to discipline ourselves, but the flesh itself will fight all the time. The flesh does not desire the things of the spirit, and um, and even when you get behind in your reading. You go on, you just keep on going. This sister back here. As you grow, you depend on that word. And and as you read it, it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. And when you're out there walking in the world, and you just, dis- it, it's discerning. You see people that are hurting, you have the truth for them. Mm. You have something in tide that you can speak life into their, into them. I mean, I read sometimes and I don't get anything. And I pray, God, and it might be a year later and He'll just light that thing up in a sermon. Mm-hmm. I find the more I read, every time you come, here, the confirmation of your word. Sometimes mm. if you read and some, God showed you something, speak it to the pastor here. And you'll be surprised sometimes it'll be confirmation of what he's going to preach. And it'll bless him because it'll confirm to him
0: hmm. what God has given him. Hmm. Amen. So we've got, we got a number of things here and uh, some great uh Confirmation of some of the some of the key words. I made a little partial list uh, of some of the things, the challenges that we face. You know, we say we say these things, and how many of you can say every one of these things? I got no time. I got no time, or I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it, or I'm too tired because I have to get up at four o'clock, Larry. Uh, I have too many distractions. That's a big one for today, isn't it? Too many distractions. I think one, I I want to mention this, one if not the biggest culprit in the challenges that, that keep us from the Word of God is media. Now, that's been true for probably, you know, probably the last 40 or 50 years. But I think in the last five years, it has gotten insane. Why do you say that? With, with the prolifer- proliferation of the different ways, the platforms that you can get media. It used to be just TV, okay? You, you know, you'd watch TV. Now it's, there, there are so many different newspapers, maybe too radio. But there are so many different ways now that you can get media. Now... I found this a little bit shocking. But Nielsen, who, you know, they do uh, studies on media, this company called Nielsen. How many of you have heard of Nielsen? Nielsen Ratings. They do studies on media. So this company knows, you know, about media. And, And this is an article they wrote last year, 2018. It says this, Time flies. U.S. adults now spend nearly half a day interacting with media American adults spend over 11 hours per day listening to watching reading or generally interacting with media Now you say that's that's not true that's just not true it's not true for me well you know this is the average You may be more or you may be less, but this is the average. And I think they they have something here. Even if you cut their number in half, you're still talking about five and a half hours. Five and a half hours per day interacting with media. That's insane. But this is kind of the breakdown. Uh, Four hours and 45 minutes TV. TV is still the biggest Uh, An hour and 45 minutes radio, and then four hours of internet kind of related apps and different things that we somehow relate to media of, all the different platforms, you know, from smartphones to tablets to uh, computers, uh, and even now our TVs are, are connecting in this way. That is a lot of time, isn't it? Over 11 hours that, that are being used up uh, to, for these kinds of media. So, so this idea of no t- I have no time, you know, that just really doesn't work, does it? If we're spending even half or even one quarter of that and we can't spend, we can't carve out five minutes or ten minutes a day, there's something wrong here. I, I want to say to you about this before I move on. Uh, you know, and I do. I have a television set. I watch television. I have tablets. I have a smartphone. I have all these things too. But I want to say to you that, for, for the most part, you you want, you need to understand and know that media has a message, and media they you know it's not some innocent you know thing. They have a message. They have a, a, you know a, a worldview that they want to pass on to us. Keep that in mind. So if you're spending, you know, six hours a day with media and six minutes a day with the Word of God, guess which one is going to have a bigger influence in our lives in terms of our worldview, in terms of how we think and how we react. Think about that for a minute. I think think we need to reclaim some of that time. We need to reclaim it. We need to take it back. And say, no, no, I don't need to watch three hours of television today. I can take 15 minutes and open up my Bible. Say, oh, pastor, but, you know, you don't know what's on this time, of, you know. I mean, the, the lineup, you know, the, the shows are getting so good. Yeah, they're so also getting so graphic, in every way imaginable. Some shows you can't even watch, the, the usage of you know, swear words is just like all completely open now, right? For the most part. Violence, the sexual uh, stuff that's being put across the media. You know, you don't think that doesn't affect us? It absolutely does. You know, but what do we want to be affected by more? So t- we need to say we need to take it back some of that time. We need to turn off the TV, turn it off, and dare I say, turn off the phone. Oh my goodness, we, we we think we can't even. You know, we've got to have it in our hand in case we get a notification for something, and I've got to like respond to it immediately. Even if you know my wife is telling me she's going to divorce me. Well, hold on a minute, I got to you know. Uh, eBay just contacted me. I got a, you know, it's ridiculous. Put the thing away somewhere. It's insane. So I could stop right there, and, I, and the conviction is like settling in here, and I'm like <laughs> you guys are like looking at me like I'm the bad guy or something. No, I'm not the bad guy. I face the battle too. It's a battle, yes. But we belong to the king. And we need to know what the king has to say. We need to know what he wants from us and and how to live as children of the king. So let's talk about some more practical things. I think number one, this is number one, we and and Karen mentioned it here. It's like we need to make it a habit. It's got to become a habit. It's got to become a daily part of our lives. You know, a part of the routine, you know, you have a routine, I was talking with the, the young people on Monday, uh, Wednesday night, you know, you have a routine, you know, right, you at, you know, you do these things before you go to bed, right, you, you brush your teeth, maybe you wash your face, maybe you get the coffee pot ready, maybe you have these things that you do, you got a routine, right, and you do that every day, and when you don't do it, like, you wake up in the morning, and the co- there's no coffee ready, like, what's wrong, because you left your routine and something got messed up. So to have it as a daily habit, a daily part of our lives, just like eating. You know, we make sure that we eat every day. We make sure that we, you know, some of us wash every day, (laughs) brush our teeth every day, maybe exercise, you know, we can go and spend, you know, an hour and a half in the gym, and, and, and we can do that and make sure that happens, but we're not able to spend five or ten minutes with Jesus in opening up the Scripture. It's got to become a thing. Someone used the word consistent, too. I think that's also, that's a key word. I looked at the definition for consistent in the Cambridge D- uh, Dictionary. It said this, always happening. Or behaving in a similar way. It's always happening. It's something that's it's similar. You do it every day, the same kind of thing, in the same manner, every day, consistent. So number one, it's a habit. Number two, I think we need to have a plan. We have to have a plan. What do I mean by that? You, you think about, well, if this is what the Lord wants from me, well, how do I do that? What's the plan? You, you know what they say, that if you, if you don't have a plan, you're sure to hit it. You're sure to get there. If you have no plan, you, your plan is to go nowhere, you're sure to get there. But if you have a plan and, and you say, well, this is what I want to do, and, and, and uh, where can I do that? When can I do it? What's good for me? Maybe you're a morning person. Maybe you're a a midnight person. Maybe in the middle of the night you wake up. Maybe that's your time. I did that for periods of time. I I know that, and too, we have these seasons in life. And things go and, and change as we grow through time. But I think we need to understand that we've got something in place. I said it last week, you need to get a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. We'll give you a Bible. If you don't know which one to have, ask somebody who's been a Christian for a while. They'll tell you, they'll explain to you the different ones and and maybe suggest one for you. A version that might might be good for you. Where are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? If you read about Jesus, right, Jesus would take time and he would go to quiet places to be alone with the Father. He gave us an example. He would go and, 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 and he would talk to the Lord. He, he would spend all night, it says, at, at certain times. So many ways. I think uh, somebody said that we shouldn't just be willy-nilly. You know what that means? I have no idea. What now what it means is you jump around from here to there and you're willing, to, there's no plan, there's no purpose. It's just like, well, maybe here if I get the, you know, if the spirit moves me, I might do this, I might read, I might, and, and it, it, it's kind of the way, you know, n- not only the way we do it in terms of do we do it at all? Well, maybe I will, maybe I won't this day, that day, the other day, you know, who knows? And then we, then we look at our Bible you know, reading like that too. We're going to jump all over the place. We're going to read over here today and maybe over there tomorrow. And, and maybe in a couple of weeks we're going to read over there. It's just like there's no plan. There's no purpose. How much benefit can we get from that? Not a lot. They're going to start calling you willy-nilly. So, here's a a simple kind of a a simple plan, right? Once you have a Bible, once you've decided when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, this this is a simple plan that that anybody could do. First of all, you just pray, God, help me. Somebody said it, you know, I'm I'm not hearing anything, I'm not getting anything, I'm not, God, just help me, I just want to do this. And you know what? He, He will. He'll help you. He will help each one of us. And then maybe you just read for five or ten minutes something. Maybe it's one verse, maybe it's one paragraph, maybe it's one chapter. Depends on how fast you read and, and, and the things that you're looking at. And I want to suggest this too, and I've been doing this for the last few years now, where I actually have a, a, a book that I can write something down in. I didn't do that for you know, 35 years, but the last few years, I've I've started to do that, and, and it's just amazing. I heard people tell me that a long time ago. Well, you know, you use some kind of a journal or whatever and, and write things down. I said, you yeah, I don't have time for that. But you know what? It's just amazing. You kind of, you can write down any thoughts. You can write down any prayers that you might have. It's amazing. It's helpful. It's good. So, the next question is, where do you start? You know, this is a, you know, an ongoing question. You know, Where do you read? If you're, if you, okay, I want to do it. I, I, I see the need for it. I, I can plan it out. But, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Do I, do I go to the Old Testament first? Do I start at Genesis and, and try to work my way all the way? Do I start in the New Testament? Most people recommend, I read what Franklin Graham had to say, most people recommend you read the New Testament first right and i think that's a good choice and maybe even you know some recommend reading the gospel of john first we're studying john now it's a good choice so you you pick where you're going to be and for many many years i have i alternate between the old and the new testament today i'm in the old testament yesterday i was in the new testament i have like uh, you know, markers or where I'm going to be. Right now I, use, I write it down, so I don't have my markers in there anymore, but I write it down so I know. And I look back two days ago, where was I? Okay, that's where I was, and I'm going to pick up right where I left off. So, so today I'm in the New Testament or Old Testament, tomorrow New Testament, and, and rotate back and forth. So, some, you know, I, I think it's good to have that kind of balance. Now, maybe if you're just getting started, you just read the New Testament every day. And and you go ahead and read five or ten minutes and just just move on. Put a marker in there. And just stay there and pick it up the next day where you left off. And I think it will be incredible. Look at your bulletin again. I put another quote in there. There's a website called gotquestions.org. It's a good website. They have a lot of very helpful stuff there. You have questions about the Bible, questions about uh, uh, being a Christian, what does it mean, and and so on. But I love what it said about this. You can can be sure that God will bless your efforts to know him and his word, no matter where you start, no matter what method of study. As long as you just get in there, it doesn't really matter in the end. There are, you know... uh, like I said, you go through seasons where, you know, I went through seasons where I would try to read the whole Bible in one year. And I did that for a number of years. And then I slowed down. And now I'm doing something completely different. I'm still jumping back and forth new Old and New Testament. But I'm, I'm going very, very slow. And, you know, is there some law that says you've got to read it once every year? No. And, and I'm, I'm seeing incredible things, and I'm using my Blue Letter Bible every day. I have my little tablet. I guess you can count that as screen time, but but you know I'm I'm discovering incredible things, and I'm going like wow. And I write these things down, and when I get started, and like I go like, oh, there's really not much there, and then I start to dig into it and look into it, and I'm going like wow, I never that was there. That's in there, in, in a verse that I maybe read before. So no matter where, where you start, no matter what method you use, we need the Word of God in our lives. We need God's Word. So I, I put another little uh, thing in your bulletin there. Do you see that where it says alextran.org? Slash 23? you all see that? Do you all know how to type addresses into your browsers? Hello? If you type that in, right, if you type that in and hit enter, uh, you'll come up with a guy who, uh, he has done a very exhaustive list of Bible reading plans. I mean, like 46. So if you hit, if you hit that, one of the first things you come to is, because is, he has a 23 of probably his favorites, but then you'll see right up near the top, it says, for a list of 46, you can click on that, and you can go, and it's like 46 different ways. Now, that can be overwhelming, but we're all different, and we all, you know, study differently. We all think differently, and, and I put, I've done this for you, and I went and looked at a bunch, and I picked out seven of what I thought were helpful, and I put them on the, a whole bunch on the back table. So you can go look at them, there's a bunch of copies of each one of those different seven ones, and pick one out. The first one, I'll just mention these very quickly, the first one's called five by five. Five minutes a day, five days a week. Can you do that? And then he gives five different ways of how to kind of go about it. That's probably the easiest and quickest way, and it's only the New Testament. Five by five in the New Testament. I think if you've never done this, grab that one and just do it, okay? Just go for it. Another one I found is the five-day Bible reading program. And this covers, you can either do the whole New Testament or the whole Bible. And this is interesting because it does it chronologically. You ever wonder about, well, what, how did the Bible, you know, uh, you know, chronologically, how does it work? And you can do that chronologically, I've got a number of other ones. There's a one-year Bible reading plan for children where it's like a guided journey and they, you know, they, they go to the key passages and there's a couple more that have guided tours, a 180-day guided tour. Uh, and the last one I'll mention is the one-year Bible. And you can get the one-year Bible, you can actually get a Bible that's a one-year Bible that tells you exactly what's today. And you can get it in chronological and just regular. Regular. And you can also get that plan uh, printed out, but you can also get that plan kind of sent to you every day. This is what today's verses are. Read these verses. You can use this technology. The techno- technology that, that takes us away from the Word of God, we can re- reclaim and you know, have it help us to actually do and get into the Word of God. That's kind of amazing. So... I'm almost done here, maybe. Got to find my notes. Dan, now let's play that video. How can I remember? Let's listen to this guy. His name's Ron Gannett. He's a little bit older, but, but that's okay. Crosswalk.com, which is a, is a good Christian website for the most part. Ron... Whenever Gain you
6: go to the Lord, He's always there. Frank, Dad, okay, Bond. He is always there, waiting for us. And so I would encourage them to uh, put the journal, put their Bible in a place where they'll see it on a regular basis. Uh, don't leave it in your car, don't put it on a bookshelf, put it beside your bed, put it by that table where you watch television, Uh, put it near the dinner table or breakfast table, and when you see it, it will remind you to interact with the Word of God. You know, the Apostle Paul said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We cannot believe God for the challenges of life unless we interact with the Scriptures. And uh, so I would encourage people to put it somewhere and then interact. And I find that the more you do it, the more you'll want to interact. And the beauty of the journal is that it allows you to write down your thoughts and what God is teaching you. Maybe something that uh, you learned special just that day. And then in the process, you leave it as a legacy for other people. I leave my journals out for my, my wife and my children and my grandchildren, <laughs> I am a grandfather, to, to read and to look at that kind of stuff. And they can say, hey, God is working in grandpa's life. Maybe I ought to be reading the Bible as well.
0: Simple little idea like that. Put your Bible out where you're going to see it. It's like a reminder, a simple little thing like that, a little reminder of of, of that interesting thing. What he said about the journals. I'm not sure I'm ready to have someone reading mine yet, but if I die, or when I die, I should say, it's going to be open season. And maybe there's something there that actually might help someone, uh, you know, a, a grandchild or somebody. I don't know, but it, it helps me anyways. Another question that I, that I want to address is this. What if I don't understand what I read? What if I can't understand it? So, so you read something, you don't understand it, and you say, well, that's it, I'm done. I'm never going to read anymore. Is that, is that what we do? No, no, no. I remember my oldest brother became a believer and, and, and you know, uh, he, he accepted Jesus and, and I, I just believed God saved him. He was born again. And, and, and a couple of days later, he found out that he had terminal cancer and, and, and he, lasted, he lived about six months and passed away. But he would ask me, we would talk and, and he'd say, you know what, there's so much I don't understand. There's so much I want to understand, but I just can't. And, 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 you know, we we would talk about different things, but I said, that's okay. You don't need to understand everything. Just understand what you understand. Somebody wrote this uh, on a a website called ibelieve.com. She said, it's okay if we don't understand the whole Bible. She says, read the Bible? Question mark. The whole thing? From cover to cover? Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, I've heard they're hard. Do I have to read the Old Testament? Jesus wasn't even born then. What if I don't understand everything? She said she she struggled with with, with all of these concerns. What was she going to do? She got, actually, the the one-year chronological Bible, and, and she just started to read it and would just read it in, in the, event, you know, the order that they, they came. But, but she says this, what a relief to know. She says, I thought a Christian should be able to understand the Bible completely. And because I didn't, I thought something must be wrong with me. That She says, the truth is, we're not meant to understand everything in the Bible the first time we read it. If we were, we could read it once and put it on our shelf. That's why, that's why you don't just read the Bible once oh, I got that. I understand it all. It's mine. i have done. You could read it a hundred times and still find treasures. She said, the Bible is unlike any other book. It's living and active. It's, it's meant to help us live. Therefore, it's necessary to have it as a, a part of our daily living. And this is her prayer. She says, Dear Lord, thank you for giving us your word to help us through life. Give me the desire, an honest prayer, listen, give me the desire to read the Bible every day. Maybe you don't even want to. She prayed, you know, give me that desire. She, She prayed, will you teach me your truths and keep me from becoming overwhelmed with what I don't understand? In Jesus' name. She's from Proverbs 31 Ministries, wonderful ministry. The Word of God. I'm going to jump to... Uh, Dan, you've got to get me back on here. There we go. Psalm 119, verse 18 says, Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. That's a prayer. Open my eyes. I, I, I'm not seeing it. Open my eyes so that I can see. And, and I guarantee you, I, I can say this without any shadow of doubt. If you will pray that prayer, God will open up his, his word, and you'll see some of the incredible, incredible treasures that are found there. I'm telling you what, the, word, the Bible in books that you would never even think, you know, were, were, would, anything would be there for you in your life, you'll find a, a jewel there, a nugget that can incredibly bless your life. If you don't understand something, it's okay. Just don't stop. Just keep going. Maybe, you know, when you've been a believer for, you know, 10 years, there's so many things that I do not understand. As a matter of fact, The longer you're a believer, I think the more you realize how much more you don't understand. I I think there's more that I don't understand now because I realize how big it is. How much is there? We we just need to be content with what he's, he's trying to get through to these very thick skulls today. Don't worry about tomorrow, he said. Today has got enough worries of its own. Let's worry about today. Lord, help me today. That's why Jesus said, you know, give us today our what? Our daily bread. Jesus said, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. You know, the greatest treasure in my life, besides Jesus himself and my wife, I better add that, is my Bible. The book that I read that I've got underlined, and you know what, when I travel, uh, I don't even take it with me because I'm afraid I might lose it. I might forget it somewhere, or something might happen to it. It's my treasure. I bring other ones, just so you know a treasure. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Is it in you know, the car that you have, the, the money that you have? Is it in you know, your status? Is it in you know, how many likes you have? Where is your treasure? I'm telling you, the treasure that you'll find if you pray that prayer, open my eyes, the treasure you have in this book will blow you away. It will blow you away. A couple more things. I really am almost done here. I'm almost out of time. But I, want, I like this. You guys have heard of Rick Warren, right? Some of you like him, some of you don't. But, but I found this, and uh, I liked it. He said, if you want to know God's will, just open your Bible. Amen. And he quotes Psalm 19. He says, God's Word warns us of danger, directs us to hidden treasure. Otherwise, how will we find our way? Or know when we play the fool. I like that. He says this, most of God's will is already revealed. The principles are there. When you open your Bible, God opens His mouth and starts talking. Is that cool? Are you waiting for God to write His will in the sky? Why would he need to do that when he's already written it in a book? I love this. Open the Bible daily and see what God says. And this last one, I love this. Stop listening for a voice and start looking for a verse. That is awesome. Open your Bible. Just open your Bible. I got one more thing. Dan's going to play another little short video here. Tori Kelly, how many of you heard of Tori Kelly? She's a dedicated Christian and believer, and let's see what she says about the Bible. Make sure the volume's up good and loud here.
1: Love Jesus. I do. Uh, you've grown up <laughs> in the church. You said, yeah. tell me a little bit about that. How does your faith shape who you are and what you do?
7: My faith is everything to me. Um, I did grow up in the church, but I think... Maybe like some other people um, who grew up in the church, you kind of get to a point where your faith really becomes your own. And it's not about what your parents say or what they believe, but it's really like, oh no, this is real to me. I've experienced the presence of God. And like, I know that this is uh, my own faith.
1: It's a daily thing. What does that look like for you? What does that daily spiritual discipline look like for you?
7: Just spending time in my word every single day and even, even more than that, actually praying. I think both of those things coupled together. Because I, I used to be, you know, just, okay, I gotta wake up and I gotta read. And I would just read and then like go about my day, which I, which I think is fine, but um, I think we have to be intentional about just sitting down with God. And he loves that, like he wants to spend time with us.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of people that may have not even considered reading the Bible. What would you say to someone just even to consider reading the Bible?
7: I mean, it is life to me. Like, I don't really know how else to explain it other than it's so essential and crucial. And it's the type of thing where like, you don't notice it until later. Like if I just kind of stopped and, you know, weaned off it, which I've done before, (laughs) um, you all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, why do I feel this way? I feel horrible. I feel like I don't hear God's voice. Like what's going on? It's that routine, just like anything else. It's like working out. It's like, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to see a change after one day, maybe not even after a week, but like after a while you keep at it, and it's like, oh, you know, the the hope is that like your friends will start to notice something different. Like, oh, you seem, what's going on?
1: How has the Bible app maybe enhanced or changed how you read scripture?
7: It's changed it a lot, actually. There's been a lot of times where I'm uh, just on the go. I have to, you know, wake up, get out of the house, really scrambled, and I can be, In the car on my way to wherever you know doing a radio interview or whatever i have these little pockets of time in the car sometimes and um, it's perfect just to open up the app and start reading
1: i know as i look on and just seeing you and your career and your life i love your music but what i love more than anything is your heart and how you live (laughs) out your faith so thank you so much for that and thank you for your time i really appreciate it
7: thank you
0: Is that cool? I noticed she said, my, my Bible, my word. This is very personal to her. Making it consistent. And She talked about the Bible apps too. Those are good and helpful. We're going to pray because we are out of time. What, what, what's going to make the difference is, is what's going to happen when you leave here, when you go home. It's all great and good. We talk about it here and we spend time talking about what happens when you leave this place and you go to where you live. That's where the rubber meets the road. Make it a habit. Get a plan. Get started. And be encouraged if you're already doing that. Hey, you're on the right track. You're doing the good thing. Keep it up. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. And and we desperately need it. More than our daily food, we need the daily word. We need your word to speak into our lives, speak into our hearts, Lord. I pray you'd show us areas that we can reclaim, that we can take back. Some of the time that the world and the flesh and the enemy has taken away from our time with you. I pray you'd encourage us, you would uh, show us that that as we delight ourselves in you and in your word, Lord, you'll, you'll do incredible things, the treasures, the wonderful things that we will see and find out, and how you would help us each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing. We're going to sing one more song together. Is that all right? Can we do that? Do we got time for that? Okay, let's do it.